Hey there, Steven. Hey, Dustin. How you doing tonight? Pretty good, buddy. Pretty good. What's up with you, man? Nothing much. Just uh, kicking back, drinking some great beer, uh, jumping on the podcast with you, recuperating from a wedding and some engagement shoots. You know how it is. Mm-hmm. I wish I could say the same. I'm getting really pissy about this weather we've been having because all of our couples have been waiting till peak fall colors. And then all of a sudden, this crappy rain stuff has been killing my vibe. Oh, dude, the engagement shoot I had the other day um, was originally scheduled for two weeks ago. And it got canceled and pushed back because of the rain. So then when we went to record or shoot yesterday, record, like I was doing a <laughs> podcast with them. Oh, my, oh my goodness. Gosh. This podcasting has just gone to my head. It's because that's all that matters to you. Um, but when I went to shoot with them, the venue they had picked... All of the leaves had fallen off the trees around the venue. Mm. And we shot like several other places, not me and that couple, but like Jed and I over like the past week. And every other place we shot, tons of leaves on trees, uh, green leaves, lots of leaves with some color, no trees that were barren and, you know, were just wasted. But this couple is like every tree at their their particular venue was just uh, so dismal and dreary looking. Yeah, this has been a been a rough fall because you, I mean, granted, I would say today looked beautiful minus the two inches of rain we got, but it's just been either the trees completely have fallen or they're still green up until about two days ago. Yeah. So I need it to not rain tomorrow, Stephen, please. I mean, the super depressing news, the trees at my house, my personal home, uh, they all lost their leaves like in August. It was terrible. See, the leaves around our house look beautiful. So I've been thinking, hell, I'm just going to have my couples come and shoot in my backyard. You have a beautiful backyard. You should do it. Yeah. So, Dustin, what are you drinking tonight? Oh, Stephen, uh, for this great Indiana man. Uh, well, we shot a wedding in Wisconsin this Wisconsin. weekend. Wisconsin, don't you know? Some cheese, cheese curds and a butter burger. Oh man, mm. I, mm. I can go to town on some cheese curds and a Speaking butter burger. Speaking of, I don't know if you've ever been to Wisconsin, but there's like a Culver's on like every corner there. Oh it's yeah, crazy. I tried to get my wife to uh, stop last time we were up there. We were at the Wisconsin Dells this summer. Tried to get her mm-hmm. to stop on the way home at the original, like the first Culver's ever made. Oh. Apparently, going to a fast food restaurant isn't uh, worth stopping for. Actually, oh, it was me who said we couldn't stop. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, that sounds like way more of a Steve thing. I was like, we have to keep driving. Do you know what happens if we stop? The kids wake up. So I am drinking a Leinenhugel summer shandy in the fall. Because that's how I roll. Oh, it's cheaper to buy that in the fall, right? Oh, yeah. Discount it. It's prison clearance. Great Wisconsin beer for a great Indiana man. Mm -hmm. Mm. Still taste the lemon. Nice. It's like it was just squeezed out of a pumpkin. (laughs) That's where we get all of our lemons from, straight from the pumpkin butt. (laughs) Yep. Pumpkins what do you got going down out. your throat tonight? Let me guess. Let me guess. Dustin, you saw my post is, earlier tonight on Instagram. No, I, I, oh, you didn't. I, I didn't. You think I follow our own Instagram accounts? Do you don't follow our Twitter? <laughs> Definitely. Should I? Should I? Now Are you, you have me even concerned. on Twitter? <laughs> no. <laughs> I've tagged you in photos. I've tweeted at you. I'm like, Dustin just never responds. And then I looked and I was like, oh, he also doesn't follow us. He must have that quality filter on where you don't uh, you don't get notifications from people you don't follow. Apparently. Gosh. You, you I don't even think I so have a Twitter sad. app on my phone. This is so depressing. However, that bride who was messaging me tonight, I, she must be awesome at Twitter because her character count is at an all-time low. <laughs> <laughs> and that's literally what I almost told her when I was mm. messaging her tonight. Mm. But we'll get to that later. Um, so what what do you got there? Is that a little Eric blood axe? Okay. So Dustin, I went to Scarlet Lane. 
Yeah, I had a I had a shoot that was just five minutes away. So after the shoot, I went and they had the Asteria IPA. It's an Australian IPA on tap. Tried some of that. And then as I was leaving, I don't know if this was all the Eric Blood Axe they had in their possession, but all of the Eric Blood Axe that I could see was bought by another customer except for one four pack. And I know they only brew it once a year in the springtime. And I was like, well, got to jump on that, right? Mm-hmm. So I bought a four pack. And then I also got a bomber of their bourbon barrel stout, uh, the the Dorian. Mm-hmm. Uh, so named, I, I believe it's after Dorian Gray. But I'm not actually drinking the Eric Blood Axe or the Dorian right now. What? No, Dustin. Tonight. We're let down. Tonight I'm drinking a different beer. There's if you haven't picked up, like all their beer is like named after like uh kind of like scary horror type stuff, you know. Uh okay. their newest beer that they just released, which I'm not drinking, is called Horror Hound Part Two. Um What would you say if I said that I was drinking a beer based on an Edgar Allan Poe work? The name. Like what do you mean what would I say? The name of the beer. What what would you guess? I'd call it the magpie. Mm, what? The magpie? <laughs> I think you mean the raven, right? Either or. Ah, distinctly, I remember. It was in the bleak December, and each separate dying ember wrought its ghost upon the floor. Eagerly, I... E- whoa, shoot. Whoa, oh, man, my memory's whoa. getting so bad, What's and I'm in drunk. that beer, Steve? Eagerly, I wished the morrow. Vainly, I had sought to borrow from my book's surcease of sorrow. Sorrow for the lost Lenore. Oh, Lenore. Yeah. For the rare and radiant maiden whom the angels name Lenore. Nameless here forever infringement? No, because Edgar Allan Poe wrote this so long ago. We can do whatever we want with this poem. And I'm drinking Lenore. And as you can see on the label, there's a raven. And uh, as you can see underneath that raven, <laughs> there's a bunch of blood water, just like on the Eric Blood Axe label. They're all about that blood water there. It's a pretty gory company. I love it, dude. So, sounds like a good beer someday. Hopefully, I'll get to try Scarlet Lane beer if you are... Well, I have set aside the Eric Blood Axe. If you and I end up going back to Wisconsin with each other, holding hands the whole way there, uh, as we plan to do always um, when we travel, uh, I plan on bringing you a bottle of Eric Blood Axe, but only (gasps) if we go to Wisconsin. Otherwise, I cannot hang on to it. I'm working on it. I am working on it. So, Dustin, let's transition from there. You were talking earlier about a client who is kind of short with you. Um, and I have in the first thing, what what do what do we do when clients ghost us? Yeah, why don't first before I get into the story, Steve, why don't you explain what ghosting means? Uh, ghosting is when a client takes a blanket and they cut out some eye holes, they throw it on, <laughs> and they come into your house, creep into your bedroom, and when you wake up in the middle of the night, they look at you and they go boo, boo in your face. Yeah, no, it's very scary, man. Uh, it's a new so phase. That's definition uh, number millennial one. Clients What's... are really taking to it, and I don't know if I can hang with these millennials, Dustin. They're so forward. So what would definition number two be, Stephen? Um, definition number two would be when they send you a video on your phone and it says tap here to watch and you start watching and there's nothing going on and you're just like, this is so weird. Why would they send this to me? And then all of a sudden at the end, there's like a witch face that pops up and it's like, ah! And then you get real scared and you have like a jump thing and you drop your phone and the the glass shatters on the front, Right. Nope. Try again. Uh, ghosting is when you just don't reply to anything anybody texts you, and you uh, don't pick up when they call you, and you don't reply to their emails, and you know when they, they when that hotline blings, you know it could only mean one thing, and you don't give a shit, <laughs> so you just don't pick up. So for all those non-millennials out there, that's that's what that meant. I didn't know what that meant either until Steve just said it. Are you kidding so, me? We talked about this earlier tonight. Did you know when I texted you earlier tonight and asked you about what, what you do when clients ghost you? I I inferred what you meant. Um, how how am I like four years Steve. older than you and I have a better grasp of like terminology that the youths are using? 
I don't know. You watch more YouTube videos, I guess. I do. That is very true. Um, all by people who are 10 years younger than you. Uh, no, dude. Favorite YouTuber, Casey Neistat. He is like five years. No, he's not. He's like two or three years older than me. He's like yeah, the he coolest acts like dude. Ten years younger than both of us. Yeah, he does. I mean, he's so physically fit. He spends like all of his time running. No, and no, working. no. We're not going off on a Casey Neistat <sighs> fanboy rant. But I want to take it back. He spends all of his time back. riding skateboards and being cool. He always has a hat on backwards and he wears sunglasses. Yep. Where's your sunglasses, Stephen? <sighs> I can't pull that off at night. All right. So the story goes about a month ago. I had a bride, assuming a bride at least, uh, Facebook message that looks so delicious. Is that pizza? (laughs) (laughs) There's a podcast, Justin. Come on. All right. All right. Sorry. Where was I? Bride messaged us on our Facebook page about a month ago, and just one word, she sent prices question mark. (laughs) That was it. So I, I just chose to ignore it. So this isn't the the person ghosting you. This is you ghosting them, right? Yeah, I guess you could say that. Um, so I chose to ignore that because I figured if they were at all interested, they would come back with, oh, by the way, my name is such and such. I have a soul. Yada, yada, yada. My wedding is here and there and we love your I photos. have a soul and possibly I am just a floating soul because I'm a ghost, Dustin. Was it like that? Exactly like that, Stephen. Nail on the head. Um, so tonight, so it's been a month roughly, uh, tonight she messages again. So... Obviously, she's very interested after I ignored her for a month. Uh, she comes back with, um, I only pull it up here. Not that, not that I shouldn't be able to remember this conversation. But she comes this back spooky with... spooky conversation with a bride from beyond the grave. That's, yeah, you, you got it, but You ghosted her, so you turned her into a ghost. Wow, Dustin. Are you taking your clothes off right now? While you're eating pizza? Is that, is that really <laughs> happening? <laughs> I just feel like the, the listeners at home should get the same experience <laughs> I'm getting. <laughs> All right. So she, she messaged, prices, please. Didn't even put a question mark. At least she said, please. Uh, and then tonight she sent me a question mark. Uh, f- followed by a few minutes later. Four wedding photos. And so that's when I asked Steve what I should send back. And of course, Steve, what was your what was your recommendation? Uh, give me a second. I gotta eat and drink and take more of my clothes off. I'm like a real hedonist bot over here. Uh doesn't I don't remember. I, I can't remember the shit that I say to you. Um he's, he's really living up that Frankenstein vibe. I believe I said that you should just ghost her. Uh, so we simply, instead of like sending our normal friendly email response, I just sent her. Wait, did she email you? It looked like a Facebook message. It was Facebook message. Dude, how do you not respond to a Facebook message? That like lowers your rankings in Facebook if you don't respond in like five seconds. Yeah, I don't, I don't really care about that kind of stuff. Okay. I told you to respond with, there's not enough money in the world to get me to work with you. So then I went and told her that. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) For a brief moment, I thought about it, but instead I I told her our middle package that most brides book at, and instead of telling her like a drawn out explanation or what the package included, I just said a number and then she comes back with, what does it include? So she's like, I'm the line now. You're fishing. Yeah. Yeah. She's live. Just got to reel her in, baby. Okay. Because normally you, we say our price and we immediately get ghosted by the bride because people uh, just don't, don't can't afford us at that point. So I say, we would love some details about your wedding, just as much as I'm sure you would love some details about our pricing. Dustin, don't undersell that. You said, LOL, we would love some details oh. about your wedding. Or does it just say deets? I was trying to make it lighthearted. <laughs> and then you ended it to- with an LOL as well. Because LOL just, it's like kind of funny quotes, in my opinion. I'm just 
funny quoting this because I'm actually super annoyed. Because it's something that somebody else said in a comic manner? (laughs) Yes, exactly. Funny quotes. (laughs) (laughs) We should invent that. Funny quotes. There's not enough money in the world (laughs) to get me to work with you. Funny quotes. There you go, Dustin. So she she comes back with, okay, it's October 20th in a church and the reception is outside. So at this point, I'm just super sarcastic, not in like to the point where I think she can tell I'm super sarcastic, but I write back, sounds fantastic, exclamation mark. And where might this church be? You didn't send this to me. Oh, sorry. I'm so sad. I missed out on so much of this. Now I'm finding out about it on the podcast, just like the listeners, listeners, dear Mm. listeners. I just want you to know I'm in your shoes right now and I feel with you. Dustin needs to be more forthcoming. So she tells me where the wedding is, and I say, nice, exclamation mark. So would you like to book with us? And this is the point where I'm like half expecting her to come back and be like, yep, send me over the contract. (laughs) (laughs) Which would have made this story so much better. But she's like, well, I would like the information first on what your package includes. But she didn't say it that long. She said, I would like information first. So I put what comes in the package and then she comes back with, do you have a website? How does she not know if you have a, she's on your Facebook page. There's a website on your Facebook page. So I sent, I sent her a link to our website and then she says, do you have a retainer fee? I say, yep. Thousand bucks. She says, okay. And then again, I come back with, would you like me to prepare a contract? Question mark. Yeah, okay was her and way of saying, said, peace out. I'm yeah, she said, nope. <laughs> I'm still in contact with a few other people. Thanks. And I said, okay, best of luck. And I will probably never hear from her again, which is totally okay. I don't know. Like a month later, you might I just know. get another message from her that's like, contract? Question mark? <laughs> <laughs> that would be the best. And then I would say, Prices have gone up, exclamation mark. <laughs> yeah, you do not want to work with this person. This sounds, oh, man, this just sounds so, so bad. I, w- I was going to kick myself, though, if I did say, like, because I didn't want to book this wedding regardless, which we should talk about that in a future podcast, like meeting with clients and then deciding you don't want to do their wedding. Mm-hmm. Because I could talk about the, you know, couple from last night. Oh my gosh, Dustin. People do listen to the podcast. We joke around and say people don't, but we actually have a pretty decent amount of listeners. And I would hate it if one of your clients was a listener because I've been tagging you all up and down on the Twitter. So if they follow you there, they probably know. No, I love all of my clients and I treat them all beautifully. I'm going to start just uh, on the Twitter account, just tagging you and being like, this guy, if you're one of his clients, you should totes listen. And I'm going to go through all the people who follow you on Twitter and just uh, tell them, hey, are you one of Dustin's clients? Please listen to his podcast where he talks about you. Now, the the only wedding I've ever shot that I really felt was worth my time, energy, and effort. Well, there's only one wedding you've ever shot that you thought was worth your time, energy, and effort. Yep. Yep. And that was the wedding for Louis Novak. If you're listening to this podcast, that was the only wedding that was worth anything to me. Louis Novak, you are a great human being, and we love having you as a listener so very much. You know what, Dustin, you said no shout-outs, but I'm going to do some shout-outs right now. I want to do a shout-out real quick to Jackie Santana. Straight straight up just repping us on the Instagram the other week, telling everybody in her story that they should go follow us. And I want to do a shout out to Zane Naylor. Uh, Zane was repping us on Facebook, repping us on Twitter. He was um, tagging us on the Facebooks when people were asking about podcasts that they should be listening to. And um, I cannot say thank you enough to all of the loyal fans and listeners out there. Uh, people who are out there and they are supporting us and telling other people about us because, um, you know, we can't we can't help other people make mistakes like we've made with our businesses if <laughs> you don't introduce <laughs> us to those people. So if you want other people to fail like me and Dustin, uh, you got to put it out there. Oh, it's out there, baby. <laughs> 
So, Dustin, did you have anything else to say on the subject of what happens when you ghost a client or when a client ghosts you? Uh, no. I mean, as a wedding photographer, I'm sure most people get ghosted all the time by getting an email with, you know, hey, I'm getting married, such and such, what are your prices? And then you never hear from them again. Do you ever get ghosted um, by a client, though, who you've actually worked with? Like, not just a cold, like, hey, g- give me those prices. Oh, you're referring to that client we were you talking about You don't have to talk about specific clients, Dustin. Jeez. Um, yes. Yes, Stephen. A non-specific, very vague instance that comes to mind. I have been ghosted by a client um, where I had trouble getting a hold of them. And they, uh, yeah, just couldn't get a hold of them. I don't really know without going into a ton of detail what you want out of me on that topic. So back when I used to run a video production company, uh, (laughs) it was like two and a half, three years ago now. Um, I used to get ghosted all the time by clients and they always did it at the exact same time, which is when I sent them the invoice. Mm. And then I just went here from them for a few months. And then I'd like, you know, I'd follow up like first off, I'd follow up like a week later, then I'd follow up like a month later. And then like the next month I'd follow up again. And then it'd be like a third month would go by. And all of a sudden I'd get an email from them. And they'd be like, Hey, I paid <laughs> and it's like, Hey, yeah, thanks. You're several months late, but I'm glad that happened. So question off topic. Mm-hmm. Um, just because we have a corporate client coming up here. Um, would you recommend now having gone through that doing some sort of a like credit card type thing up front? where you can like charge them a portion of the fee and then you have their credit card on file so that, cause I hear that's kind of the common problem with corporate gigs mm-hmm. is that they can take, you know, 30 to 60 days oh, sometimes or more longer depending, than that. I had a client who depending didn't pay on for the scope of the year. project. Jeez. Did you tack on like late fees? No, no, because I was just happy to get any money at all without having to send them to collections. Jeez. there's a client who after we sold the business didn't pay and it was it was not a very large amount of money and so we just wrote it off on the taxes because we were so sick and tired of dealing with trying to get them to pay and it wasn't the it wasn't the client's actual fault it was like the billing department's fault or so we were led to believe and it was just like we just don't want to deal with this anymore we sold the business to get out of this sort of stuff so we just wrote it off but like I said, it wasn't a huge amount of money. If it had been, if it had been a huge amount of money, it would have been like really pursuing that hardcore. But yeah, it was like, well, would you tell me it was like two hundred fifty thousand, something small? Yeah, something real tiny like that, Dustin. Chump uh, <laughs> change is what I call two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Oh my gosh! Drop in the bucket. <laughs> yep. 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 Cool. 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 All right. So, Dustin, do we want to move on from? A- Clients ghosting us and us ghosting potential clients. If you're if you're a sweet sweet client of Dustin or I's out there, um, just know we would never ghost you. Um, the only people we ever ghost are people who just text us out of the blue or email us or Facebook message us and say prices because those people are not people who are typically serious about signing with you. And even if they are serious about signing with you, like that's not somebody I want to work with or Dustin wants to work with. We want to work with nice people who send us stuff like, Hey, I saw your work and it was amazing. And I love you so much. We're like, well, that was a little over the top and creepy. We're going to walk that back a little bit, but (laughs) we got boundaries set now. Typical inquiry for you, Steve is like, Hey, Hey there, Steven. I saw some of your super moody, portraits on Instagram and I just want to meet up with you and pour beer down your throat while you take pictures of me. Uh, I mean, typically that's accompanied by a dick pic, but you know, you're you're basically right on there, buddy. Okay. Just so if there's anyone out there and they want to hire Steven to take their pictures, just so you get, you know, the rough template format for how to uh, email him. Yeah. Just talk about pouring beer straight down my throat and send me that, Mm. uh, that dick pic. 
Bubbles and eggplants. Oh gosh. Uh, we're gonna move on from that. Please don't don't ever send me a dick pic. Uh, eggplant pics. Keep I would them coming, love guys. guys. Oh Keep gosh, them coming. I hate you. Um, next thing we want to talk about, uh, we are primarily a wedding photography podcast, and so seeing as we're coming up on Halloween. We want to talk about some wedding superstitions, um, thing, things that people thought were going to screw up their lives. So I've scoured the internets and I came across this post, which I'll include a link to in the show notes, but it's all about um, superstitions from the 19th century. And so just just to give you a, a little taste of this, uh, I've taken out some of the best superstitions from this Um the one who speaks first on entering the church will rule the house, so the wise ones mm. say. Typically, I'm the first one in the church. And in throwing the numerous articles of footwear after the departing couple, any of the guests may run after them, and the one who succeeds in picking one up first will be married next. So at the next wedding you go to, make sure you throw your footwear at the bride and groom when they walk away, and then run after that footwear and pick it up. So if you got a weak arm, you're going to win. Just take your stiletto off and just chuck it at the bride's head. If it lodges itself in her shoulder, that's fine. I think that's bonus points. I so want to go to a wedding where they throw shoes at people. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Misfortune is sure to follow the bride who has a speck of green in her costume. She must mm. never array herself in all her pretty robes until dressing for the ceremony. She must never read through the marriage service quite through. And she must not stand before the mirror one second after she is ready, no matter how pleasing the reflection of the happy face and graceful gown. Uh, yep, see, this is part of our package that we actually will tie a Mountain Dew can to the bride's <laughs> dress and then we automatically hide her uh, ga- or her mirror right before the ceremony. No, no, no. I mean, you, they, you guys don't do this? They can't have a speck of green, Dustin. Why are you tying a Mountain Dew can to their dress? <laughs> their misfortune will follow them, Dustin. What have you That's done? That's how get re- repeat customers. <laughs> hashtag double dip. Hashtag two weddings. <laughs> oh, gosh. Come on, Steve. Got to think like a businessman for once. I, or woman. I love the part where it says that they can't look in the mirror. Oh, you're all ready? Well, you don't get to know how you look. <laughs> That's for other people Sorry. to see, not for you. That reminds me of that YouTube video that went viral a couple years ago with the bride who like shaved her head right before her wedding ceremony. Do you remember that? Uh, no. You come on, you had to have seen that. No, dude. No. Not like that ain't me. She she they just got back to the hotel from getting like hair and makeup done. And the bride walks into the bathroom and she's like freaking out that her hair doesn't look the way she intended it to. Picks up a shaver and just proceeds to do like a um, how I met your mother type. I was thing. just like, going to say how I met your mother. We are so on the well, same page. It's like, you're the Ted to my Marshall. Well, how I met your mother took that from, yeah, I made you Ted. Sorry, bud. How I met your mother took that from, uh, from that video. So it was like 10 years ago when this happened. Yeah. Yeah. Super long time ago. It was like when I first started shooting weddings and, uh, just like ran it right through her head. And one of the bridesmaids is like filming it, like with like an old, you know, handy cam type thing. She has a film camera. She was actually cranking it to get it to record. (laughs) And the bridesmaids are just like laughing and crying because it's like, what? But it's so funny. And the bride's just freaking out more because they're laughing at her. And yeah, anyways, we'll, we'll drop a link in the show notes. I'll find it in the, in the dark web. On her return from her wedding journey, the bride must be careful not to step on the threshold of her home, but must be lifted across by her husband if all these rules are followed carefully and great care is taken before becoming engaged, that the object of her admiration has a name which begins with another letter than her own. There does not seem to be any reason why everything should not prosper with a bride. That is the most confusing one. So you can't step on the threshold, but also can't have the letter 
starting with the same letter is the object of your admiration, which may or may not be your spouse. That could be, what do you admire, Dustin? Your cameras? Your Yep. Your sweet, sweet podcasting mic and those headphones you got on right now? They're gold. Orange. They're, they're orange. Or what are those called? Like Dusties? Uh, oh, no. These that's are- more than just the first letter. That's several letters. Mm, mm. What are we talking about here? Where are we going with this? Uh, just more weird superstitions for the bride to be aware of. And woe betide a bride who chooses to wear a veil when her husband marries for a second time. Let me read this next one you have written down here. This is my favorite one. Uh, a wedding will end in most definite divorce or death if the newlyweds <laughs> do not tip their photographer or videographer at least am i reading this right 25% of the total wedding cost that was actually a prophetic superstition because they didn't have cameras back in the late 19th century uh so i mean that one's actually really prophecy yeah <laughs> it was really on the money really ahead of the time like wow so, Dustin, I thought, you know, most of those had to do with the woman and uh, keeping the woman in her place, you know, the bride. Um, and I don't really like that. So I thought maybe we could flip it and we could talk about um, some superstitions that we thought, uh, you know, could be applied to the groom on the wedding day. How do you feel about that, Dustin? Sounds good to me. So, Dustin, misfortune follows a man who fails to shave on his wedding day. And his pubes will grow to match on the 4th of May. (laughs) That's a bottom beard, Dustin. And hopefully it's not a bottom Fu Manchu. (laughs) I want some sort of picture to match that for Instagram. Oh, no. Oh, absolutely not. (laughs) Bottom beard. Mm. That's what I'm talking about. Little bearded lady. If a groom's boutonniere should fall to the ground, his mind... Soon will no longer be sound. Steve, you should have really been a poet. I'm just saying. Yeah, that, that one's about early onset dementia or Alzheimer's. It's actually really sad, man. So I hope you keep all the boutonnieres on all of your grooms. Mm-hmm. No, we take them off as soon as they get to the reception. If a cat with fur darker than your coat should walk by, soon the word syphilis will be what you cry. <laughs> I mean, that's just a fact, right? I I think that's common medicine. That's like modern medicine right there. Yeah, then you have to go out and you have to find an all-white cat to get the syphilis to go away. I mean, who names their cat syphilis? <laughs> that's just a terrible name. So many letters. And here's my last one for you, Dustin. A crooked bow tie belies a crooked dick. Sorry, that, that one didn't rhyme. But, I mean, uh, depending on the spouse, that might be a good thing. So there's that, right? That That is true. Dustin, did, did you have any weird superstitions for guys that you know of? Uh, just the tipping. They should always tip their photographer <laughs> <laughs> or videographer. And if the company's offering photo and video, they should double tip. Oh, and I actually heard that if the company is run by a man named Dustin McKibben, and this is just like weird because I heard this before I even ever met you, that the uh, bride and groom are supposed to tip double whatever they were planning to tip before. Isn't that the weirdest <laughs> superstition you've ever heard? I would, I would live my life according to that superstition. That sounds like sound advice. Can we put that one in the show notes? Yeah, definitely. I'm getting right on that. Do, 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 do. Is that like the Seinfeld, like busy music? Do, 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 do. <laughs> I don't know. That's just, uh, where, where does that come from? I feel like I've heard that mm. so many times in so many different shows. I think of Seinfeld, like that, like interlude. Anyways, all right, we digress. <sighs> okay, uh, Dustin, next up, let's talk. Let's get back to ghosting. <gasps> let's talk about haunted venues. Mm. Dustin, have you ever shot in a haunted venue? I have not. You're wrong. You have. I have? Oh, yeah. Oh, wait. Maybe it was your associate videographer who shot. Dustin, I don't know if you knew this. 
The entire campus of the University of Notre Dame is haunted. Yep, that'd be my associate. I ain't, I ain't stepping foot in no haunted locale. Yeah. Did your associate see minions the for that shit? The Gipper, Dustin. No, because the Gipper my wedding haunts that day was at eight a.m. <laughs> the Gipper haunts the campus. Also that explains the high tuition yeah. fees. Also, there's a section of the campus that was purchased from the Potawatomi. That section of the campus uh, is supposedly haunted by the ghosts of those people. So have you ever shot at a uh, haunted venue there, Stephen? <laughs> Dustin, I have said before, me, Steve Van Elk, a great Indiana man who shoots at many great Indiana venues, but has one favorite Indiana venue, and that venue is the Inn at Irwin Gardens. Haunted by Sir Irwin of the Gardens. <laughs> <laughs> he walks around with a flower sword and uh, demands to be allowed to deflower women who come there. He's a terrible, terrible human being. Ghost human being. I just picture like some Harry Potter ghost that like pops out of the flower beds and says, Excuse me, sir. Are you smelling my petunias? So Jen and I have shot there multiple times, not just for weddings. We also did like a, we did like a big um, stylized shoot there one time. And when we were doing mm. the stylized shoot, we got to go all over inside. We got to go up on the roof. We got to go down in the basement area got to go um, down on that yeah. venue and um we were told by the wedding coordinator who lived there at the time oh she didn't live there but the housekeeper was also there he lived there at the time uh because it's a bed and breakfast as well as being a venue um we're told that there uh, is a ghost that inhabits the Inner Irwin Gardens, and that the, as far as they can tell, it's a friendly ghost. But uh, Casper, yeah, Casper, there's a real Casper at the Inner Irwin Gardens. They're not certain who it is. They think it's probably one of the um, females who live there. But like, there there are no heinous acts or anything that happened there. But they have said that um, at certain points of time, you can hear footsteps walking around. Sometimes you will hear books being moved around in the library, and um, one time, the person there is a person who lives at the Inn at Irwin Gardens, who's like the caretaker. Um, that person said that they had seen a ghost, like a the presence, like a physical man that was like kind of see through that they saw at one point in time while they were there. Um, and other people have said that while they've stayed there overnight, they have felt the presence of something in the room with them. Nobody realizes it's just your pale ass. <laughs> I'm just camping out. I'm hiding out there. <laughs> this is my favorite venue, guys. Yeah. I just like to hang out. So Jen and I have been there many times, and uh, the place is so nice. It's so beautiful, and it's not creepy at all until it's like really dark out, and all the guests are outside, and you go inside to grab something, and you're all alone, and then it feels a little bit creepy, but not because it is necessarily haunted, but just because every place in the world feels creepy when it's dark, and you're all alone, and you're not very familiar with it. Haven't you seen the movie Casper? It's a very friendly little guy. But Dustin, I want to tell you a story. One time while I was there, uh, we were getting ready to leave. I was packing everything up. Um, I was going into my bag, and I heard some footsteps behind me. I just assumed it was Jen, and I was like, I'll be ready in just a sec, babe. And then the footsteps got closer to me, and I felt like a, a kind of cold presence, and it was, it was pretty, pretty scary. And... Uh, I kind of, you know, I'd heard the ghost stories, so I didn't want to look around because I didn't want to see anything. And then I felt it kind of like press up against me and lean down and like breathe onto my neck. And at this point in time, I'm shaking. I'm almost peeing myself. I'm freaked mm. out, Dustin. And mm. it just kind of like leans down and I feel it breathing right into my ear. Um, and then just real quiet, it just whispers to me. Tim Dustin, 25%. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> was there a second where you thought there was any realness to that story? No, I thought for sure you were going to say, I want to take you home and bed you. Ooh. 
And you're going to say it was Jen, but... Oh, man. That would have been good. Nope. No. Nope. No. That doesn't happen with Jen and I. I know. We don't ever bed. I don't know where the kids came from. (laughs) It's Sir Irwin at the gardens. So, Dustin, do you want to share any, any sweet, sweet info you have about any haunted venues? I wish I was more of a scholar on the subject, but unfortunately, I mean, Steve had me doing a little research earlier, and uh, apparently there's some haunted Hannah house that's like the number one haunted venue in Indiana. Where Yeah, because there's two H's in the name, and... People just don't like alliteration, but ghosts love it, so they just flock there. They go crazy. Mm-hmm. I guess it used to be the um, on the what do you call it? The railroad, the underground railroad. That is thing. correct. Yeah. Okay. I'm making this up as I go. And uh, <laughs> 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 you think I read this stuff? Um, and there was a bunch of slaves that died from a fire and got buried alive on the uh, railroad underneath the house and apparently they still haunt the place to this day. But are they friendly? I'm going to say not. Mm -hmm. I don't know. They say that uh, the chandeliers will sometimes sway when people have weddings there Mm. without there being a breeze or anything. That's definitely a sign of an angry son of a bitch. And that sometimes you'll see an older man who's short walking through the uh, the surrounding land. Mm. Mm-hmm. If, I, if I was buried alive, I'd definitely shake some chandeliers. Yeah, and they said that there's an old lady. Who, if you go up the stairs, the first room on the left, it was her room. And she likes things very clean and neat. And there's plants in her room. And if uh, the plants haven't been watered, sometimes when the people who are the caretakers there go in to water them, they'll find somebody's already watered them, Dustin. Mm, A urinating ghost. (laughs) It's watering them with ectoplasm. Just like Slimer, it just kind of like passes through. Mm. That's the end of the podcast sound right there. (laughs) Just need to make that the new thing. No, I'm just going to use that uh, kitten milk sound that you uh, did last week. And... Yep, that's every episode from now on. That's how we end it. I just want people to be grossed out at the end of these episodes. No, but Dustin, there the is way. supposedly at the Hannah house a mean spirit. Where is the Hannah house? It's in Indianapolis. Oh. Yeah. Right right near your backyard. Oh, yeah. There's supposedly a Have mean shot spirit there? called Mr. Meanie. That's just how they refer to him. They don't know his real name. Really creative. Yeah. Really creative, these ghost namers. And they say that uh, he makes people feel uncomfortable and feel unsafe. But to date, mm-hmm. he's not physically people harmed People say anyone. the same about me. Yeah. And you you know why to date he hasn't physically harmed anyone, Dustin? Because he's not real. That's right, Dustin. <laughs> Dustin, were yeah. there any other haunted haunted venues that you wanted to talk about? So, unrelated topic, but kind of following the same train of thought. I love haunted shit. I am a huge fan. But you fan just said of, it wasn't real. That's why I love it, Steve, because I can see past these silly things. Um, but my wife, on the other hand, she is terrified of anything remotely in the realm of possibilities of scary or dangerous or whatever. Does she have some sort of nightmare terror thing like I have? No, no. She just is a scaredy cat. Okay. And not to be confused with a cat named Syphilis. But, um... (laughs) 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 Bringing it back. Going full circle with that Mm -hmm. one. Mm-hmm. So we have several things here in Fort Wayne, like the haunted uh, castle and the haunted forest and the haunted hotel and stuff like that. And I always want to go. Um, 
and my wife every year. I'm like, this will be the year where she's really seen it all. And she can, you know, I thought for sure after we had a child, she'd be like, I've been through hell and back. I can definitely endure Boy Scouts jumping out of closets at me. <laughs> but um, nope, still no no luck this year. So yet again, another sad year at Dustin's house of no scares. So, unrelated to haunted wedding venues, but um, coincidentally, this weekend, Fort Wayne hosted their annual zombie walk, which is a kind of pre-Halloween uh, tradition where everyone can get dressed up in their ghoulish fashion, and uh, they do a little march around downtown. Why, I don't know exactly, but I guess some people are really into that kind of thing. And if you are, kudos to you. Um, but our associate photographer was shooting a wedding downtown Fort Wayne. And originally she was freaking out because she's like, crap, this bride and groom is going to be so angry because they just flew from London to have their wedding here in Fort Wayne. Where did they fly from, Dustin? London. Hello, hello. They came from London town. I think it's more like... No, I can't even do it. <laughs> The moment I start drinking, all accents go out the window. Um, so, yeah, but they ended up loving it, and they wanted to get photos with as many of the zombie people as they could. So Bullocks. it all worked out. Bullocks. <laughs> no, nothing. I can't even do it. I need more lube you're so or something. Good at the, you're so, so good at all the accents. <laughs> Got to go for it, buddy. Come on. Uh, oh, by the way, oh, never mind. We'll talk about it later. Um, so yeah, so we do the zombie walk. So we'll throw up one of those photos on Instagram for you guys to take a peek at, get the Halloween vibes going. Are you literally posting it to Instagram right now? That's what it looks like you're trying to do over there. <laughs> I was, no, I was watching this video of this bride shaving her hair. <laughs> <laughs> You've been YouTubing. You're just Googling over there this whole time. You're like, Steve doesn't, he's never seen this. I must find it. <laughs> I must find it. That's my precious. So Jen stayed at a hotel down in Louisville, and I cannot remember the name right now off the top of my head. I'll I'll figure it out, and I'll put it in the show notes, though. Um, she stayed at this, visited a hotel. She didn't stay there, but she went to the bar for drinks, and... um. They found out that the hotel was supposedly haunted. And so her and her friend went around looking for the ghost. They didn't find it because as we already established, ghosts aren't real. But curtain revealed. Cats out of the bag. But the story not the cat name is Sifles. that the ghost that haunts the hotel, Dustin, is a bride who died on the day of her wedding. And it gets better, Dustin. Not only did the bride die. The groom also died on the day of the wedding. Some real Romeo Juliet type shit right there. Yeah. Apparently, uh, there's like two stories. One of them takes place in 1906 and 190s or 1907, and the other one takes place in like the 1940s. And one of them is like the groom got in a car crash and died, so the bride killed herself. And the other one is like the bride died and the groom also died, but the groom dying was unrelated to the bride and the bride may have killed herself or something. Uh, it. Are you okay, bud? Yeah, I'm good. Did you hear a ghost in your house? I'm getting a little freaked right here. Do you guys go to any of that like haunted stuff in Indy? Like the haunted? Don't you guys have like the Scream Park or whatever? Uh, there's a big festival in Irvington that we've never been to. Dustin, have you ever shot a wedding on Halloween? Mm, yeah, actually I have. Jen and I shot a wedding on Halloween. That was pretty cool. We were up in the uh, Skyline Club, I believe. And mm -hmm. um, you had like a perfect view out to the circle. And the IPL building on the circle had lit up the windows to say, boo. Boo. Yeah, like the entire building was a giant ghost, like in Ghostbusters. Yeah, we shot a wedding on Halloween and the couple did not want to acknowledge Halloween. That is the same with um, our couple for their wedding um so the venue convinced them that they should do some sort of nod to halloween since there would be children in attendance and so they had a small little candy uh type thing 
that was put out later in the evening. Yeah, I think that's similar to what our couple did. Jen and I were pumped. We're like, Halloween wedding. Everybody's going to be wearing costumes. Yep, Jen and I can go we wearing costumes. I'll, of course, go as David Tennant's Doctor portrayal Who. of Doctor Who. Yeah, uh, the yeah, Doctor. See. Jen will go as one of the many lovely sidekicks. Mm. <sighs> but it didn't end up mm. happening. So, Yeah, ours was a black tie affair. So you shut up in moon shoes and unbuttoned and shirt and unbuttoned shirt. Woohoo! Rocked it out. Rock it out like a... Never mind. Um, so you didn't really answer my question. What was your question? Do you guys partake in any of that scary Halloween haunted stuff? We do stuff with our kids. Uh, if we had moved to Indy before we had kids, we probably would have done some of that kind of stuff. But I mean, you gotta, you gotta remember Dustin that, uh, for my entire life, I've been plagued with like scary hallucinatory mm. nightmares at night. Um, so I'll wake up in the middle of the night. I think we Debbie talked about this Downer. in a future episode and I'll just see like a witch's face hovering over my bed. I'll see like the silhouette of a man watching me sleep. Um, and then you're like, no, Boy Scout, no. Frequently, what I'm starting to see is like I wake up, the entire room is red. There is a red man with horns, and he's sitting at a desk, and he's just going, no, Stephen, no. Uh, we got to rework this contract. Your soul is really creeping people out down here in hell. I got to get out of this. I don't know what that's See, about. You, you drink too much Eric Bloodax. That's what that's about. I guess uh, I'm even in hell. They find me super annoying. Um. <laughs> uh, so cross your name off the list of people to invite to haunted shit. Uh, I, you know, at this point in time in my life, Dustin, I would love to go to haunted stuff. When I was younger, now, but I've come to accept my fate. I'm just gonna have terrifying, scary dreams, no matter what. So. The Haunted Hotel is supposed to be really good. Mm -hmm. It's like one of those where if you, there's like one night of the year where if you can, they do, it's like extra scary. And if you can make it through both floors uh, without screaming, they not only refund your money, but they give you like a prize or something. I had a friend when I was in high school who went to a haunted house with my little sister and somebody jumped out with like a chainsaw to scare them. And uh, his gut reaction to that was to punch the dude in the face. <laughs> so my sister and her friends in the sky, they walk out of the haunted house and they have to quit getting a car and drive away because the place is going to call the cops and press charges against him. Jeez. And it's like he, he had no control over that. That was like his gut reaction to somebody jumping out was you punch them. You Just don't want people jumping out at you. And it's funny too. He was a really good friend of mine in uh, college, and he's like now the, he's serving seven to ten. He's like the sweetest, nicest guy in the world, and just you could not ever imagine him harming anyone. And so the story just is that much better because it's like, oh, the sweetest, nicest, gentlest dude in the world totally decked someone in the face with a chainsaw. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, all right, let's move on to our new, not so new segment. Questions, answers, questions, answers. Are you, you going to call answers? it our new, not so new segment from here on out, Dustin? Uh, only until it's not our newest, not so new segment, Steve. All right, Dustin, first up on the questions. And this week I decided not to ambush Dustin. I put all the questions in the show notes. And then okay, right guys. before we got <laughs> to record the podcast i go dustin did you look at the questions in the show notes and he goes what <laughs> i didn't want i wanted to be at the same level as our viewers out so the there. first question comes straight from yahoo answers and this question My is favorite web browser haunting classical music for a wedding march the theme is gothic, yes. a sort of loving dead type theme with a style mm -hmm. skewed towards mm -hmm. the Victorian side. I am trying to think of a good song, a good, good song, but the wedding march is out of the question and the funeral dirge, which it is similar to, is too cheesy. Does anyone have any suggestions? Uh, you're the music guy. I'm the music guy? Yeah, I know nothing about music. Oh, well, when it comes to haunting classical music, 
There's only one song that comes to my mind, and uh, it's a song we used to sing in uh, grade school, and it just went H-A-L-L-O-W-E-N spells Halloween. Nothing more haunting than that, right? Because spelling is scary. I was thinking something more around the lines of Jesus loves you. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> just kidding. We, uh, my mom bought a stuffed bear for our daughter and Jen ripped the voice box out, but it sang Jesus loves me. And it was like with children's voices. And it was the creepiest <laughs> thing I'd ever heard. It was like, Jesus loves me. Yeah, and it would like slow down too. because you know how toys slow down when the batteries start to go bad? Well, it started yeah, out in the slow down mode and then got worse as time went on. Oh my gosh, it creeped everyone out of oh, the yeah. house. Yeah, the reason I said that was because my wife's parents just brought over a big box last night full of all of her old like first communion and like uh, childhood Bible story books. I think they're trying to drop some hints that we're not going to church enough. <laughs> Um, and one of the items in the box was like some bear she had gotten as a gift. And it was like you said, on its last oh my battery gosh. juice. Was it the same bear? Was, uh, I don't know. It's hidden somewhere in the guest bedroom. Ooh, I got to come visit you and get in that guest bedroom. <laughs> Jen, Anytime you want. Jen got Steve. rid of the, she, she like literally opened the bear and ripped the thing out. Um, so it cannot make the noise anymore, but Nora, whenever she heard it would just start to cry. She thought it was so scary. Little sweet baby Nora, when she was less than a year old, just crying her eyes out. Cause Jesus loves her. Ian thought it was hilarious. Because your wife's killing a bear? Or <laughs> <laughs> no, Ian thought it was hilarious to hear the song. He, gotcha. he loved it cause it made Nora cry and you know. <laughs> Back then he was just like uh, his father. <laughs> Back then he, you know, he wanted to assert his dominance. Mm, just like his father. Oh, well, I mean, so Ian frequently tries to take a trip down the uh water slide of power family power dynamics as we talked about in the last episode. And he's mm -hmm. always surprised to find that uh is on the slide he's at the bottom. Mhm. Mm I would say from a spectator standpoint, he is at the top. <laughs> All right, Dustin, our next question actually came to us on Twitter because like two hours before I realized I didn't have enough questions. And so I posed the question on Twitter. Uh, I'm doing a project at school and I want it to look spooky. It's about ghosts. How can I get a ghost to pose for me or that failing? How can I capture a picture that looks like a ghost is in it without getting an actual ghost in it? So Dustin, tricks and tips to lure a ghost into posing for your photos. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I've done this as a college project myself, and I've discovered uh, through a lot of trial and error that most supernatural beings really love peanut butter M&Ms. Mm. I've actually got some. Yeah. Right here. Um, not any of that off-brand garbage. Casper only recognizes pure blood peanut butter yeah, because if you're mm. going for an alien or, as they might say, an extraterrestrial, then you want to get those Reese's Pieces because that's what they oh, like. Yeah. But if you're going yeah. for a ghost, like a Casper or, mm -hmm. I don't know, uh, a gray lady, you know, you got to get mm -hmm. those peanut butter M&Ms. Peanut butter M&Ms. By the way, the Wedding Photo Hangover podcast is brought to you by M&Ms, a great crunchy delight or a creamy peanut butter center. Your choice. And what happens when, when that ghost sees those peanut butter M&Ms? What, what will they do to get one? Just about anything, Steve, including... Ooh, that's so nasty. So if you Google Dustin McKibben College Portfolio Thesis, you'll actually find some of these ghostly images. So let's get serious for a second, though. Um... I, I How was. could you capture a picture that looks like a ghost is in it without the real thing? Um, so, say that again, sorry. You've only got human beings because ghosts aren't real, as we've been over before <laughs> on this podcast. Um, how do you Such make a, a human episode. being look like a ghost in a photo? Sans blanket. All right. So, this is where, this is where lighting kind of comes in, and you want to, you know make the lighting sort of look candid and dramatic 
if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And then you want to use a tripod and some, well, I guess you don't have to use a tripod, uh, but you want to do some motion blur mm-hmm. type stuff with a friend in a sheet, or you could do what no, I did. No sheets, do, Dustin. We already went over this. No sheets. No sheets. Yeah. All right. Friend, friend, powder white makeup, contact lenses, and uh, make them look like they're not from this time period. That always helps. And you do some motion blur, and or if you just do two shots and drop the opacity in Photoshop. Uh, I believe what, I what you're trying to get at is a double exposure, correct? Yeah, but I wouldn't do it in camera. Why not, Dustin? Because then I could play with it more if I decided I wanted to reposition. Dustin loves to play with his ghost photos. Mm, I'm just... Okay, for the for Steve, I will do a ghost photo. Each of us, Steve, each of us, with the vast amounts of free time we have, are going to do a ghost photo and throw it up on Instagram. And we will let the thousands of people that follow us on social media decide who makes a better ghost photo. Or a better ghost. I mean, you're gonna are you going to be in the photo or are you going to have a model do it for you? Uh, we will be in the photo. Steve, you be so in yours and selfies. I'll be in mine. Selfie mm. ghost photos. So I and can't whoever, win just Whoever wins, I'm going to put, put a little something on the line here. Whoever wins, the loser has to buy him a bag of peanut butter M&M's. <laughs> that way, <laughs> the next time, they don't have to cheat exactly. to get their ghost photo. <laughs> exactly. All right, Dustin. I know it's steep, but I think you can handle we that We got one. one last question. Mm-hmm. This is also kind of ridiculous. Also came from Twitter. Mm, my favorite. I do a lot of street photography, and recently I've seen a vampire out at night. I know mm. he a vampire because whenever I try to cross the street to take pictures of him while wearing my crucifix, he walks away mm. and disappears. Is it possible yep. to get a picture of a vampire with a camera? I mean, I photographed you many times, so <laughs> I, I I assume so. I think it's right up there with Amish people. Well, I mean, uh, let's just look at the very basics of this. Uh, vampires, they don't have a reflection. Mm-hmm. So can you take a photo of something that doesn't have a reflection? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I bought a mirrorless oh, camera. Oh, yeah. That's where <laughs> I, was, I was trying to get you to go there. <laughs> I own a couple Sony mirrorless cameras and that's what I, I bought them for was specifically to photograph vampires. That's right. Every photo you see that Dustin posts of me is actually shot with one of those mirrorless cameras. Mm-hmm. I wanted Steve to start being able to participate in our social media. So I had to spend thousands and thousands of dollars, uh, tens of thousands even, <laughs> Which, I to, mean, uh, the tens of thousands of dollars that Dustin spent on those mirrorless cameras pales in comparison to the amount of money I've spent covering up all of the murders I've committed while, you know, when I'm hungry. So, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, mm-hmm. whatevs. That's why he drinks this quote-unquote blood axe beer. Oh, it's the bloodiest, that none of you have been able to find in stores, mm. but Steve constantly promotes that's why every time we do this podcast i just have like a red ring around my mouth oh is that what that is i thought that was herpes (laughs) (laughs) no dustin i i don't have herpes uh i only crossed one black cat on my wedding day so uh just syphilis for me (laughs) just syphilis oh this is why i shouldn't drink two beers during this podcast you drink two Um, beers I had one before. Round of applause for Dustin, everyone. Round of applause. Mm, I am a grown lightweight. Grown-ass man. All right. Is that it for the questions? Those are all the questions that we had, Dustin. All right, guys. That's been another installment of our new, not-so-new segment. Questions, answers, questions, answers. Yeah. 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 Dustin, was there anything else you uh, wanted to hit on today? No, not particularly. Uh, I'm still 
kind of thanks for listening to my... another episode of the wedding photo hangover <laughs> podcast with your host dustin and steve you can find us on instagram at wedding photo hangover and on twitter at wed pick hangover because twitter limits the number of characters in your handle and last but not least you can find us on facebook at wedding photo hangover if you want to follow dustin or steve individually you can find dustin on instagram at at dustin underscore mckibben and you can find him on twitter at at dustin mckibben where he probably won't follow you back probably won't ever tweet at you probably won't ever see anything that you I ghost tweet your ass he's gonna ghost you just like he ghosts <laughs> our twitter account and you can find steve at at steven van elk that's both on instagram and on twitter thanks for listening and we'll see you next time your head is pounding your limbs feel like dead weight and your entire being is aching for the sweet sweet embrace sweet. of death so you can become a ghost and get all the peanut butter M&M's that you mm. want proposing me hungry. just like all those photographers want you to do because you'll do anything for those peanut butter M&M's next Sunday after you shoot another wedding another wedding have a good one Steve oh Dustin have the greatest one And a big thanks to Darren Curtis for the spooky music. I mean, who names their cat syphilis? <laughs>